You can't build a brand of who you hope to be in five years. You actually need to build a brand for who you are today. And so it's kind of hard for us as leaders to go, oh, well, I want to be here. That's great. That's a business goal. That's a vision. That's a mission. But in terms of writing a sales message, a brand pitch that converts, you got to own who you are today. And the second thing with that then is then going, okay, we really need to put stakes in the ground of who we're going after and why. The B2B Marketing Exchange brings together B2B marketing and sales practitioners from across the country to get the latest tools and tips they need to succeed. Now, we're bringing the insights from the stage to your ears. I'm Claudia Tarico, And I'm Kelly Lindenow. And this is the B2B Marketing Exchange Podcast. Welcome, welcome everyone to the B2B MX podcast. I'm Claudia Tarico, co-host of the podcast, but I am riding solo today for this very special episode without my co-host Kelly, but it's all good. We're getting so close to the B2B marketing exchange in Scottsdale. I could almost feel that hot Arizona sun on my face already. So to get you all even more excited for the show, I've got my newest friend on the podcast with me today, Kate DeLeo, founder and CEO of the brand Trifecta and an international best-selling author and mama four and keynote speaker. And the list goes on. So she's amazing. Kate, welcome. Welcome to the pod. I'm so excited to have you on the line with me today. Well, thank you, Claudia. That's quite the welcome. I appreciate it. You and I were just chuckling about kids and yeah. the mornings <laughs> that you can have with four kiddos trying to get them out the door. It's a bit crazy. So yeah. yeah and we're both Obviously, I don't have children, but I have two dogs, so I still do have my hands full a little bit, but we're both, yes, fur babies, and we're really excited to to kind of get away from the families for a little bit, so (laughs) that's just one plus of going out on work trips, right? You get to leave everybody at home and have some nice time (laughs) to a single hotel room bed to yourself. Absolutely. We actually just met, you know, we might sound like we've been besties for a very long time, but we actually just met virtually for the first time a couple months ago. Yes. Kate is a new addition to our little B2BMX family, and now she's on the podcast. So I can, Kate, I can officially welcome you to our tight little community here. (laughs) So yeah, you'll be speaking in Scottsdale for the first time, and I just want our audience to get to know you a little bit better. So first off, it's still early in the year, right? How, like, mental health check work check. How's everything going so far? Well, thanks for asking. You know, it's going well. I actually was really privileged to be able to take about five weeks off from work for my business. I took some time very intentionally this year over the holidays and then early January to just almost do a reset, which I've never done before. You know, I don't know about you, Claudia, but I feel like I always just work, 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 work all the way through it. And then I pop back up in mid-January going, Hmm. I didn't exactly have a holidays. So no, this year I took some time off. And so things are going really well. Q1 is gearing up to just be a beautiful quarter in the world of branding. And so I'm really excited to get back out there and speak and teach. Teaching is really my passion is how do I help marketers and leaders really develop practical skills that they can use for their businesses. Awesome. I love that. And and you're glowing post time off you. already. I see her on camera. So she's looking fabulous, ready to roll. So let's go back a little bit. Tell me a little bit or tell our audience a little bit about yourself, your career, and kind of how it all led you to build this brand trifecta, superwoman community <laughs> <No>. and company. <laughs> well, so you know, what's funny is I had a very zigzag career path, which maybe can 
a lot of people can relate to, you know, I'm 38. So I actually graduated college right around the time that the market crashed. And what happened for me is if we rewind back then, I was planning to pursue a PhD in linguistic anthropology, Claudia. And that's really the study of how language shapes culture and how culture shapes language. And so I loved it. But You know, I had a professor that was very candid with me, and he said at the time, right when I was about to start postgraduate work, he said, you know, I really think that based on where the market is, we're not really sure how many positions are going to be out there in this field. And it might be smart for you to leave academia for a little bit, go get a job, pay off your undergrad debt, you know, and then come back. And I always tell this story because, of course, my Italian father was like, yeah, you need to leave my house. Please go get a job and leave my house, right? So I actually started my career in sales. And it wasn't that I wanted to be in sales, but I was like, well, I need to go get something that's going to pay the bills. And so I took a job to cold call IT professionals and sell them training classes, And it was honestly one of the hardest but the best jobs that I ever took. But really, it was in that job that I recognized really quickly that if I could not cut through the noise and compel somebody to want to stay on the phone with me in that first 15 seconds, there's no way I was going to have a conversation with them and close a deal. And so actually in that job, I recognized that these complex scripts that we were given and the complex marketing and sales materials were not working. And I had to find a different way to cut through the noise. So I actually tested out a theory of thinking about, okay, if I were on the other end of the call, what would I say to somebody? And it has now become the brand trifecta, which is now what I teach organizations globally. And it's been proven out for the last 10 years of my work, but it's really helping companies cut through the noise and develop a pitch that gets that customer, that that prospect to want to opt in and have a conversation with your brand. Awesome. Well, you just answered my second question, essentially. Tell me all about the name of the company, the brand Trifecta, and what it means, and how did it come about? So I love that. That's crazy. It's an awesome, like, kind of, like, full circle moment, right? So what is the Trifecta? Let's focus on the Trifecta there. So there's three components, I assume, right? right? So tell me a little bit about that without kind of giving everything away before your session. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to talk more in depth about this, too, at the conference, of course, because I'm teaching both an in-depth workshop on how to build that brand trifecta on day one. And then on day three, I'm also going to hit on some of those principles in my breakout session for people talking about brand as kind of the glue that aligns sales and marketing. But really the brand trifecta, Claudia, is three specific sets of statements that are key in your brand pitch. Now, there's nothing new under the sun here, but what makes the brand trifecta so important is the order in which you deliver these based on buyer psychology. And they're short, they're powerful, and they really bring that prospect to the point of conversion. In other words, the moment when that prospect opts in and wants to learn more. And so those three statements are, number one, your tagline, which for B2B, by the way, should address, this is what we do. So tagline, this is what we do. Followed by number two, a value proposition statement, which really addresses here's the bottom line heart pain we solve for you, right? And then the third and final piece, and we can't miss this piece, are a set of differentiator statements, kind of like the one, two, three big bullet points of maybe how your company is different and better than the rest. So tagline, value proposition statement, differentiator statements. And again, what's happening here is based on buyer psychology, it's addressing in that first 15 to 30 seconds what the prospect needs to know, which is 
Tell me what you do. Tell me how you solve my problem and tell me how you're different. I love that. And honestly, if you really, I mean, I would assume that maybe companies aren't necessarily thinking about it all right now, but they absolutely have those three already somewhere buried within their organization, right? They have that tagline, they have that value prop statement, and they know how they're different from their competitors. So it's really just a matter of how they're kind of delivering that information, correct? Yeah, you know, unless you're a brand new organization where you've never really developed those things. And of course, I do work with startups where they're going, gosh, you know, we're, hey, we're starting from ground zero. Maybe we only had 500 beta users or 10 beta users, right? Okay, so more often than not, we actually know these things, but probably the hardest part for us as marketers and leaders is how in the heck do I write these? Nobody taught me how to write a tagline. Nobody told me how I'm supposed to write a value proposition statement so it doesn't sound boring and like a bunch of corporate mumbo jumbo. And so that's what's exciting about coming up for the B2B marketing exchanges. We're really going to dive into how do you actually learn the art and science of how to build those things and write those things in such a way that it sounds like you and feels like you. It's short. It's to the point. There's a sense of like authenticity and there's a sense of just like rhythm that when somebody reads or sees that, they're going to go, oh my gosh, you get me. Yes, I want to know more. Very cool. And I wanted to go back a little bit because the topic of brand versus demand has been kind of ongoing in conversations in B2B lately. So what is your take on this whole brand versus demand ideology or theory or just idea (laughs) of it? Well, I think that, you know, I probably take an interesting perspective on brand and how that aligns with this topic, because what my firm belief is that your brand is your path of least resistance to revenue. And the reason I say that is, again, because I think that our ability In that first 30 seconds, you know, whether somebody's in a conversation with you or they hit the homepage of your website, they view an ad, they get an email, whatever it might be, right? When you can articulate with your brand message, this is what we do, this is how we solve your problem, and this is how we're different, that is the stuff that really compels people to opt in and want to convert, take the next step, ultimately buy. Now, in terms of brand versus demand, here's what I know to be true, is that brand is about so much more than awareness. It's so much more than just simply putting out colors and putting out content and hoping that it works, right? Brand ultimately creates demand of the right people. In other words, I believe that when you have a strong brand message, it's going to get more of the right people to the right table at the right time. It should actually be a facilitator of creating a greater demand in the marketplace for what you offer and the promise of what your organization is trying to deliver on. Very, very cool. I feel like you've answered that question many times. Are you ready? <laughs> like you were like ready into it and you know that answer. That's great. So really, how can B2B marketers really best kind of like strike that right balance? And what does it take from the brand side? In my opinion, I think the most important things that a company can do as it relates to their brand in terms of steps is, of course, I think number one is really understanding how you show up in the world. So if I think about buckets of work that you as an organization can do to have strong brand, number one, you need to know how you show up in the world because brand is not aspirational, right? So so what I mean by that is you can't build a brand of who you hope to be in five years. You actually need to build a brand for who you are today. And so it's kind of hard for us as leaders to go, oh, well, I want to be here. That's great. That's a business goal. That's a vision. That's a mission. But in terms of writing a sales message, a brand pitch that converts, you got to own who you are today. And the second thing with that then is then going, okay, we really need to put stakes in the ground of who we're going after and why. Maybe who you've served in the past isn't who you need to be serving now as the predominant group of stakeholders you need to speak to. Maybe 
You're finding that you need to niche in a little bit more. Maybe expand a little bit more. You've got to make some decisions on who you're going after and why. Be extremely decisive in that. And then I think number three, of course, is you need to write a brand pitch, a brand trifecta message. And in my opinion, that's going to ultimately speak to those three key pieces that consumers want to know. Tell me what you do. Tell me how you solve my problem. Tell me how you're different. And the fourth big bucket of work that brands can do to really win, it consistent. Get it out there as quickly as possible. If you write the coolest brand in the world, but you do nothing with it, it's just, you know, we've all been there, right? You, you build the website, but you don't deploy it. You write the content, but it goes nowhere. You've got to get that stuff out there. And so sometimes it's as simple, Claudia, as going, you know what? If we put our feet to the fire and we just do some simple copy swaps on our website and social media channels, it makes a difference. And it can start moving the needle at such a fast rate that you're going to see an improvement in the quality of prospects, in sales cycle time, and ultimately in close rates and revenue. Awesome. And that actually got me thinking, like, what types of people does it take? Like, who in the organization should really have their head deep into this? How can, you know, different parts of the organization kind of align and get this all out in a way that everybody agrees on it and everybody is aligned and they know what they're talking about? It's a great question. So at a bare minimum, I'll tell you, I firmly believe that you need to have C-suite sales and marketing in the room at a bare minimum. Now, if you're selling a product or technology, I'm going to also recommend that you have product development in there, at least for a little bit of the process, maybe on the front end to go, well, let's talk about the innovation we're creating. Let's talk about the key factors of why we built what we built. Maybe it's customer success teams or customer delivery teams. Maybe you deliver a service and you need to think about who are the people that are boots on the ground delivering this amazing value. You need to have those voices in the room. But in order to really write this effectively, I'll tell you, there is art and science in that process. But definitely on the front end, I want you to make sure that you're capturing the voice and the opinion of your C-suite team as well as sales and marketing. Marketing cannot go and write this in a box. It will fall flat. In fact, you need the buy-in and you need the support and you need the collaborative feedback of sales and C-suite to really create a brand message that becomes the backbone of revenue operations in your organization. Awesome. And yet, at the end of the day, everybody's got to be aligned, not even just on brand, on literally everything, everything in marketing. You have to have everybody at the table. All right. So you alluded to it earlier, but you will be hosting two sessions at BWMX this year. You've got a workshop for our All Access Pass holders. And if our community knows, and if you've been at BWMX before, we always kick off the event with a series of workshops where we kind of just get to dive in. You're sitting like classroom style. It's fun. You know, you're working on things. So your workshop is titled Stop Telling Stories, Create Brand Conversations That Actually Confer with the Brand Trifecta. And now, stop telling stories uh-huh. is a bold statement. It's a very bold, bold statement, my friend. Because it's, <laughs> you know, we've got words like, or even terms like account-based marketing, intent data, brand, and storytelling is really up there. You know, yep. everybody think, is saying it's such a critical component to really engaging with audiences and buyers. So why stop And how do we kind of start creating what you said we should? It's what brand conversations. So, And I'm going to go really in depth in this, of course, during our workshop. But really, the precipice of this was we have been in a world where we've taken this great concept, by the way, of storytelling. You know, Donald Miller came out with the book Story Brand many years ago. Fantastic concept, right? Make the customer the hero of the journey. 
That's great. But you know what we did as marketers? We totally went rogue with it and nobody taught us how to write the story. And so we're writing and telling stories that are still all about us. And so the reality is that story is a one-way monologue. You have us talking to our consumers, our customers, and then they're just supposed to sit there and listen. And my whole thesis is that there's a way, believe it or not, to create a brand conversation with your prospects and customers through this method of layered messaging that at every line that they read, from tagline to value proposition statement to differentiators, it authentically provokes them to want to know more and ultimately take the next step and buy. And you can get there without paragraphs of copy. You can get there without this complexity. And so that's actually what I'm going to teach is the why behind it. We're going to talk a bit about theory, but then we're going to teach you how to write. So you might be an incredible seasoned marketer, but most of us were never taught writing best practices for brand. And that's what I'm going to give you as tools. Coming out of this workshop, you're going to be so much stronger in how to write brand. I mean, you kind of sold me. I'm going to probably <laughs> sit in on that workshop because I definitely think I could use a thing or two and I will definitely learn something even though I'm not a marketer per se. So I love that. Let's move on to the breakout. And that's another bold statement. It's not a sales or marketing issue. It's a brand issue. And Kate's going to talk about no BS brand tactics for B2B marketing leaders who want to win. So not a sales and marketing issue. That's a bold statement because, you know, everybody thinks that everything's a sales and marketing issue, right? Totally. So what can sales and marketing teams do better to work together, align on brand, deliver that great messaging? And how does all of that collaboration better attract and retain customers? Oh, man, this is this. I'm excited for this one, because this is where we're really going to dig into how does brand the promise of what you put into the world, right? Of who you are, the value you deliver. How does that particular brand message ultimately become the glue and the backbone of what sales and marketing need to do to move the needle in the organization. Really, what we're going to be talking about is how brand creates an infrastructure for your sales and marketing teams upon which you can then deliver all of the things, whether it's content and all of your various tactics and techniques, right? But really, what we're talking about is in order to drive revenue, you have to back your way into a brand that determines who are we going after and why, what do we say we are, right? And then what is that ultimate message? And if you can all align around that, that is when you start to see major improvement in not only top line revenue, but bottom line profit. We start to see greater efficiencies across sales and marketing. We start to see higher collaboration. We start to see sales cycles improve. All of the things that as organizations we look for, especially in B2B, they're imperative. So really this breakout is about helping you remove the silos between sales and marketing and drive greater efficiency and alignment across the organization by collaboratively getting your arms around what is our brand. Awesome. Also, that came up with a just thought of this. Are there any tools or technologies that you find to be useful when people are working on, you know, either collaborating on the brand and just really developing it completely? Or is it just like a shared word doc and let's just throw, you know, ideas out and collaborate on Slack kind of thing? Do you know what's so funny is I actually believe you can keep it simple. So I've had client clients that use Slack. I've had clients that use a word doc or a Google doc. I've had clients use Monday.com or their CRM system for various note-taking capabilities or Asana or 
whatever it might be for your project management and your marketing systems. I don't think you need to go buy a new technology for this to have to work. What I think is most important is creating rhythms of communication. So what a lot of my clients do is creating like a bi-weekly 15-minute huddle, that check-in between sales and marketing. What's working? What's not? What is sales seeing boots on the ground as they use the pitch? Well, Kate, I used that one phrase, right? And when I tried the value prop that way, I had this guy go, oh my God, that's me. And he wanted to get a proposal. On the other hand, marketing goes, hey, so this is interesting sales. We just pitched out this. Here's what we just saw. Are you guys seeing any uptick on your end? What's happening? So really, this is about conversation. How do you create rhythms of communication? And often it is 15 minutes, a couple times a month, that goes the distance for B2B organizations to really create alignment between sales and marketing. Awesome. Nice and simple. Keeping it simple. Absolutely. Stress-free. Absolutely. I'm sure everybody's (laughs) going to love to hear that for sure. All right. What else can the audience expect from your sessions and why should they attend both? (laughs) Well, I would love for them to attend both because I think that First of all, part one is really teaching you how to build a brand. So as a marketer or marketing leader, I want you to still learn what it takes to refine your brand message. Just as you alluded to, Claudia, at the beginning, chances are they've got these pieces already in their organizations, right? You've got a tagline and a value prop and differentiators. But if you were to go look at that message, does it really sound like you? Does it feel punchy? Does it really like seem like it's a bunch of corporate mumbo jumbo? Or is it really true to the tone of voice and who you are? Is it speaking to the heart pain that you really solve? Or is it just a bunch of features and benefits that are listed, right? So that's what session one's gonna really do for you on day one in the workshop. It's gonna teach you these best practices that you can practically use with your team to move the needle and improve your writing moving forward, okay? Now, day two though, or on day three when I teach the breakout, I really want you there because this is where we talk about as leaders, how do we level up alignment between sales and marketing? How do we leverage the brand with sales as well? How do we get everybody on the same page so that we're seeing a higher improvement across bottom line and top line? And we're beginning to get sales bought into the work we do. And candidly, how does marketing buy into what sales is doing? So I think both sessions are relevant for today's marketer. Love that. Yes, that was the perfect elevator pitch. Folks, you have to attend both if you are making your way out to Scottsdale in just a few short weeks. All right, Kate, we are unfortunately coming down to the wire here. Since this will be your first time speaking at B2BMX, and I just want to know, what else are you looking forward to from the event? I'm really looking forward to not only the warm weather, but actually just meeting a ton of great people. You know, I think for me, a lot of what's most fun about this is getting to know people in the room, meeting fellow speakers, learning. So I'll be in and on the sessions, right? I'll be sitting there with my laptop, taking notes, learning along with everybody, really trying to level up my own game per se. And again, building relationships with smart people. This is where often I have the most fun is when somebody sits in on my workshop or not, or we're sitting at a table and somebody else's That's where all of a sudden lifelong relationships can get built that are really going to help all of us grow and improve. Absolutely. And I've got to say, not to to our own horn too much, but I personally think, and I've obviously been part of the event for about eight or even more, I, I like lost count, years. And I just think that this event is the perfect place for that type of community building and collaboration and, and just networking. Because, you know, you have a lot of these huge, grand expos and trade shows and conferences that are just, you feel like, 
like a tiny little fly among all of these, you know, different people. But ours is big enough where you have that feel, but intimate enough where you get to really connect with others and learn from others. So I'm confident that you will have a wonderful experience at the event. So I'm really excited to meet you in person too and hang out, maybe have a margarita or two. There you go. That sounds great. All right. Any final words before we close out today, Kate? No, excited to be there. I hope to see you guys all at the event. If you hear this and you see me walking through the hallways or you're in one of the sessions that I'm teaching, please come say hi. I would love to meet you face to face. Awesome. I love that. I love it. And yeah, I'm so excited for Scottsdale. And if you don't have a ticket yet, it is not too late. You could still grab a ticket. You could still book that flight and come see us in Scottsdale. Well, that's it for us. Thank you so much, Kate, for being with you. Here with me today, and thank you to our audience for listening. So, like I said, still time to grab your ticket. You could check the show notes for more registration info. You'll have easy access to our reg page there. And of course, just connect with us on Twitter and LinkedIn. You could share your feedback or tell us who else you want to hear from on the podcast. And yeah, that is it for us. Have a great week, everyone, and we will catch you next time. <laughs>